Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, I want to thank you so much for joining in on Adventures in the Spirit. I'm excited for what the Holy Spirit has for each and every one of us. I want to encourage you that you can hear God and you can prophesy. So please feel free to purchase my e-course, Entry Level Prophecy, which equips you and empowers you to hear God's voice and prophesy. But guys, I'm so excited for today's special guest. I've got Jennifer Ivaz, who has just released a brand new book called Prophetic Secrets. So we're talking about prophetic secrets today. Jennifer, Jennifer is a minister. She's an international conference speaker with a heart to equip believers in the supernatural, as well as to raise passionate and effective prayer up around the world. She's a regular contributor to Charisma Online and The Elijah List, and she's been featured on Christian television shows, and she hosts the Take 10 with Jen podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. I want you to please welcome Jennifer Ibaz to Adventures in the Spirit. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining Hi, in. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me be part of your show. This is exciting. Well, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on Adventures here. And you're on the Charisma Podcast Network with me. Your your podcast is going around the world. You're, you've been busy writing books. I saw that you were just recently at an event in Sacramento, worshiping Jesus boldly. So that's powerful. I'm excited for what God is doing through that movement. But Jen, we love to capture people's stories. So I'd love to know how you came to know Jesus and live the spirit-empowered life. Absolutely. Well, I grew up um, as a Mormon. Um, Also came from a Masonic family and a few other things. We'll just leave it there. Had no intention of being a Christian, none whatsoever. But we just started encountering problems that we discovered. The things that the Mormon church uh, promotes, family and those kind of things, well, they had no power to bring transformation. And so we were falling apart. I was falling apart. And I would describe it as I literally had a perceptible darkness around me my last two years of high school. And so um, when you're desperate, you um, look to other things. And one of the things that we looked to, we uh, had a zealous uncle, Pentecostal uncle, old style. But nevertheless, he invited repeatedly our family to church, you know, again and again and again. So I want to encourage people, you know, keep inviting. It, it'll it'll take at some point. My mother, myself, and my half-sister, we decided to go. My stepfather was not going to have anything to do with it. And so we went to this service in this very, I would say, uh, old-style Pentecostal church. Definitely nothing that I was accustomed to. 
you know, just we would call it irreverent, to be honest with you. And so all I know is it was not my style, not my not my people, but I did encounter the presence of the Lord. And that's what transformed me. It was his presence. I could identify it. I knew it was him. Uh, this took place during um, a worship set and he encountered me and he spoke to me and I would call it an identifiable thought, not a voice that and I would he said, I accept you just as you are. And then one of the ladies uh, in the church noticed that I was being encountered and she sat next to me, invited me to give my life to Christ. Um, I did that with with all of my heart. Uh, totally, you know, with everything I knew to do. And then she invited me to get baptized in the Holy Spirit, something um, I wish we would recapture in our churches. But she just invited me to do that. And I didn't know what it was. And I started speaking in tongues. You know, I've just been been on fire with the Lord ever since. It wasn't my style of church. I knew that. A lot of rules. And so I knew that that was not going to fit me because I, I come out of a rule-oriented cult. And so I needed to be in something that was biblical, but spirit-filled. And so I went on the search for that kind of environment. And eventually, I landed in a very large Pentecostal Charismatic Church in Modesto, California. It's still going strong today. I love it. And you mentioned the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That was the most incredible experience of my life. And I firmly believe that we need it preached now more than ever before, constantly, continually, even on Sunday mornings. Jen, I was wondering, what is the process that the Holy Spirit worked in you and through you to begin prophesying and then seeing in the Spirit? Well, keep in mind that, you know, uh, again, for a whole lot of reasons, I was very connected to the spiritual realm since a very little girl. I could see into the spiritual realm, I was seeing things, mostly demonic stuff. Um, so seeing and having, you know, spiritual sight was not abnormal for me. It just wasn't sanctified, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, set apart for the Lord uh, in, in any way, shape or form. So that was not a foreign experience for me. But, and also coming out of a cult that, that you know, basically um, they promoted prophets. However, it was the way it was in, you know, it was um, displayed was that there was one prophet uh, and that was a male prophet and he, his, his words were elevated by scripture. So I came out of that environment, although I had the grid for prophets, it just, the way I thought it would work out was, was not biblical. Um, but nevertheless, when I saw people prophesy, um, I just thought, well, that's interesting. They're prophesying. They're not acting like they're in charge of the church. Men and women were prophesying. And so I noticed that. And then the Holy Spirit began to talk to me. And I did know his voice. I just wouldn't call it the prophetic because I didn't have that defined to me. So he would talk to me or I'd see things. And there was a point in time where he literally would take me and he would say to me very specifically, he would say, what do you see? And I would tell him what I saw spiritually. And I, you know, I understood it wasn't what I saw naturally. And, and I always did see things. So it this wasn't, you know, abnormal for me, but I would speak to back to him. I said, this is what I see. And then eventually, once we got that dialed in, he said, well, what do you see? And I tell him, they said, well, what do you know? And that would be, again, not a natural response. It would be like a spiritual response. So hypothetically, let's say I saw you in the grocery store and um, the Holy Spirit started that rhetoric with me. Then I would say, you know, I would, well, I see a glow around him, you know, and he would say, well, what do you know? I said, well, he's anointed for ministry. Okay. You know, so that would be kind of like the rhetoric. And so over time I've, I found out that I was like dialing in to, to enough information with enough accuracy to make us all uncomfortable. So that's how he trained me. And I didn't know until later, and this is very typical for me. Uh, I didn't know until later. That's how he trained Amos. That's how he trained Jeremiah. Use the same verbiage. So that's, that's very common for him to take people and work them through that for a season until that's dialed in. And you know that, and you're confident that that's how he's going to speak. 
Yeah. And that's also how he trained me. So when I was reading your new book, Prophetic Secrets, I could identify with so much. Just this morning, I flew in coming from Eugene, Oregon, away from the fires. You know, I I went over there just (laughs) for a couple of days. So flew out yesterday and was one of the last flights that was allowed out of there uh, because of the fires. But we encountered angels on the flight with some people sitting right behind me, you know, I did a prophetic spiritual exercise and it turns out they went to Bible college with me 20 years ago, small world. Oh, wow. But what was an amazing is that a young man, when I was flying into Eugene, he strayed from the Lord, but he still loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. But he, through a conversation with me, was seeing angels on the plane and just wow. was impacted by that. And he was on the flight out of there with us. So it's totally divine. But the book, Prophetic Secrets, it's loaded with amazing wisdom. And I was curious, when you receive a word from God, whether it's the many ways that God speaks, whether it's from a whisper of the Holy Spirit, a dream or a vision, how do you process it and then deliver it? Okay, so for a lot of us who are, you know, we see in spiritual realm and such as yourself, unless somebody teaches us a structure, a lot of us didn't have a structure. You just don't naturally have a structure and a process for it. You have to really be taught. And so that's where I think where the error comes in quite easily. Now, fortunately, I'm married to somebody who's theologically trained, logical, linear, rational, yet very um, anointed. Healing and words of knowledge, like just flows in it, just incredibly um, words of wisdom. So with that, when I would have experiences and I would see something, I would encounter something. Uh, to me, I just wanted to run with it. And he'd be like, well, can you explain it to me? And I'd be like, no, I can't. <laughs> so I really couldn't. And, you know, and he was like, well, where's this in the Bible? I just like, he, like, he really truly did not understand. And I, to me, I was like, why can't you see what I see? You know? And it was, it was that gap that I was constantly running into with my own husband, who was the gatekeeper, who was the gate, you know, was, who's holding the gates on these things. And so um, my training then came from learning to get things into in in through his mind and work things through his rational mind, realizing there's a lot of people like that, you know, and this is why we're not accepted by a large portion of the body of Christ is because we're not, we're not able to speak into that mindset and, and bridge and gap, you know, those, those kind of, those kind of things. And so, so I realized that if I can speak to his rational logical, theological mind, then I've got it. And so it just equipped me that that's the process I need to have, you know, and there's more people like him than not. Uh, So I just made it a practice. I accept mystical experiences. I accept the dreams, the visions, like I can interpret them. I get it. I understand. But once we get to the point of communication, we have to, we have to, you know, we have to say, where is it in the Bible? And I want you to, I want you to cite chapter and verse. I want you to come from the heart of the father, you know, and I want you to take some time to process things that are highly mystical and not speak over the heads of people. So my go-to verse is Habakkuk 2, make the vision plain, you know, otherwise if, it, if I don't get it, I can't run with it. And I'm realizing that there's only a certain group of people that can speak a certain language and not need a lot of explanation, but most people need more process and more explanation uh, in order to to hear the word of the Lord as it's coming through, you know, the more mystical, mystically bent people. Oh, and I'm in full agreement there. We need prophets who know the scripture and know and love Jesus big time and always verify things with the scripture and confirm it. So in your new book, Prophetic Secrets, you talk a lot about prophetic wisdom. Mm-hmm. Can you explain and expand that to us? 
Sure. Um, so let's basically a prophetic wisdom would be the steps and the strategy to see a prophetic word come to pass, you know, a directional word. Let's say there's a, the Lord gives you a direction for your life. Okay. You know, um, I want you to do X, Y, Z in this nation, uh, this, you know, the way it comes at, at you, it's like, you know, I see you, um, starting fires in X, Y, Z nation and, and all these people are going to gather and they're going to hear the word of the Lord and they're going to, you know, on and on and on, uh, you know, and you're going to be uh, uh, famous in this nation. You know, the, the way the Lord speaks, you know, really big and grandiose. Great. How does that happen? Okay, so that's prophetic wisdom is the how. <laughs> and a lot of times it's supernatural direction, not natural direction. So we can't apply a natural, can't make the word happen on our own, on our own way, uh, even though it's a prophetic word. And that's what Abraham and Sarah did first try. She took matters into her own hands because it was taking too long and they were too old. And I mean, you know, it's like our natural, our natural rational mind kicks in on these grandiose words that are truly God. But, you know, our rational mind kicks in and we want to force something to happen because it's taking too long. And I'm, he said, I'm going to be famous in that nation. Well, nobody knows me in that nation. Nobody cares about me in that nation. And, you know, I feel like a failure. And as we start doing things, hum, human wisdom human knowledge to make that word come to pass. And there's always something birthed that shouldn't be birthed when we do that. So we want the word of the Lord. So he spoke to Abraham and Sarah and he said, this baby's coming from you both, just you both, no surrogates, no in vitros. Okay. They didn't have that, but you know, no, none of that. And he said, this is how it's going to happen. That was the prophetic wisdom. And they had to step into that supernatural instruction for this to see the supernatural prophetic word come to pass. And that's how it is with all, all the prophetic words, especially the directional stuff. You need to hear prophetic wisdom, the how, from how it's going to happen. Yes. The spirit of wisdom in the book of Proverbs is feminine. And in your book, you talk about Sophia, that being wisdom. Now there are prophetic experiences that can mess up our theology from time to time, yeah. but it's scriptural because I've encountered, yeah. and you know, I'm taking a step of faith here, going public. I've encountered the spirit of wisdom in okay. the book of Proverbs form. Okay. But in this day and age, we need more wisdom, especially in the current circumstances as to what's taking place. And why, it, why is it important to have prophetic wisdom, especially in the current times that we're in? Because there's so much darkness and deception and the Lord's road is often hidden. And, you know, it's like, like when he took the Israelites through the, the Red Sea, there was a road there that they couldn't see. That's, that's what it says in the Psalm. There's a road there they couldn't see. And then the Lord unveiled it to him, revealed it to him. And in order for us to, to walk through dark, like literally we walk through dark places, just trusting the Lord, he has to reveal those roads to us. They're all there. Just we can't we can't see them. So we need that wisdom. We need, you know, they really show us the way to go and how to get there. And it's never, it's never the way you think it's gonna be. If it's a supernatural prophetic word, it's gonna be a supernatural dimension of wisdom and the how to get you where you need to go. I mean, I, I could tell you story after story how, you know, like the Lord was speaking to my husband and I before we were even married, they were coming back to this church that I'm actually sitting in sitting in right now, downstairs in the hub. I'm sitting in this church right now. And he said, that church, you're going back because we didn't want this church going back and you're going to pastor that church. We weren't even married. 
Okay. And so that was the only open door to, to an internship my husband even received, you know, and then how it happened, the Lord would speak very specifically because we had to walk through some dark spaces and, and some uh, spiritual warfare to see his word come to pass and then not try to make it happen on our own. We never said we we're going to be the pastors. We never told anybody that this is what the Lord had spoken to us. We just waited for God to open the door and just followed every bit of instruction. And so t- almost 25 years later and three and a half campuses now and an online ministry. Okay. So I think the Lord actually spoke. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And in your book, you mention how sometimes we receive prophecies, but they don't come to pass. Right. Now I've seen these things happen before in my life, but I've corrected myself. But can you expand on that as well as to what we can do in order to see them fulfilled or what happens and they don't get fulfilled? Absolutely. You know, and it's interesting because it's the dimensionality of the Lord. There's some words he speaks and it's like, you can't stop that word from coming to pass. Like that thing is going to happen like it or not. You're going to step into this thing. It's coming. Then there's those other words that like, like he's telling you this because there's going to be a war for that word. And the only way you're going to make it through to see his word come to pass is by by using that prophetic word as a weapon. So that would be like in the context of prayer. Every time you see some see the opposite, no, but the Lord said, the Lord spoke, you know, and stepping out in the confidence of the word of the Lord and, and staying the course. You know, how many times has he told you, uh, you know, you're going to have success in a particular area and it looks like everything but success. And the only reason you're even in the game still is because he spoke, okay? And he spoke and you're like, I don't, um, especially like when, when the resources aren't there, it's like, well, he said he would provide. He said, I would have more than enough. He said, this is where I'm going. That's how you warp that prophetic word because Satan loves to discourage you and say, look, God hasn't come through. It's not here. Just stop. Just quit. And you're like, but he said, it sends you in the direction that God intends, but you have to, you have to warp for it. And it's really sad, you know, and we've all had, had it happen where the Lord did speak. He truly did. And it didn't happen. And we don't know why. There's a mystery behind it. And I have found usually it comes back to not understanding how to navigate the spiritual realm, not understanding spiritual laws. And sometimes we, we kind of learn way after the fact why, why it didn't go down the way it was supposed to. But that's usually where it is, because if the Lord spoke it, then there's a way in. But we may have misunderstood or not understood something or violated a spiritual law. And live and learn. We've all done it. Yeah. Now, prophecy is conditional. We have a part to play in its fulfillment, mm-hmm. and we, we need to draw near to the Lord through it, pursue him, pursue his word. But Jen, we love to hear stories, prophetic encounters. Can you share some testimonies of your book shares a number of testimonies in that, but can yeah. you share some testimonies, maybe how you were called to become, a, to be a prophet, you stepped into that identity or other encounters? Absolutely. Um, So, you know, again, I I just, I know a lot of uh, communities and cultures that I minister to, it's really cool to be a prophet. Like that's a cool title to have. For me, it was never something I aspired to. I wasn't, I just wasn't bent that way. And it's, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I hear God's voice. Yeah. I prophesy sometimes and I have these encounters. I don't really know what to do with myself most of the time. You know, it's kind of like more like that. But then uh, I had a vision. During a conference here at our church, it's one of our annual conferences. We didn't have it this year, naturally, but uh, we normally have it every year. And so I'm in this vision, full on, not vision, I would call it a trance, you know, when your whole world 
goes away. And those things, at least for me, every time I've had a trance, which hasn't been like a lot, but the ones I've had, my whole world changes. Okay. So this is one of those life changing things. And this angel appears. He has this huge scroll. Um, there's writing on the front and the back of the scroll. He hands me this pen. I understood it in the vision or in the trance. I, you know, I understood it there. I normally wouldn't have. And I knew that I was signing off because it had a place for my signature and I was signing off as my call to be a prophet to the nations. Um, and so I did that. I signed off and the angel said, okay, I'll be back. And I'm like, Hey, what does this mean? <laughs> you, know? And, you know, my natural responses were coming, coming out. Anyway, I, I came out of that trance and one of our um, guest speakers was straddling me. I ended up on the floor and she's straddling me and she's shouting and she's like, you're a prophet to the nations. You know? And I'm just like, and literally I was like, what do I do now? I, I like literally, because I just, it was such a foreign concept uh, for me. And so, yes, I prophesied, but there's a governmental sense to it. You know, every prophet has a spear of authority. So if you're a prophet to the nations, okay, so what nation are you going to? Well, you have to hear the Lord, Um, you know, and so I have some very specific nations, a very specific track and a plan, what I'm engaging in these nations. And so, you know, that's a a lot of what I do. And so what happens is I have prophetic words in connection to my assignments. Um, I'll have very big experiences, very big warfare in connection to, you know, my assignments. And so I just stay in partnership with the Holy Spirit, I engage when it's time to engage. I leave nations when it's time to leave. And that's what I do. And then at the same time, I still, I minister as a pastor uh, here in a church. I itinerate, you know, I was just uh, in Southern California last weekend, prophesy miracles, you know, just that's what the Holy Spirit does uh, through me. And so, you know, that's, that's really what it looks like. That's so awesome. I love it. And I could identify a lot with that. On Adventures in the Spirit, we love to not just hear people's stories, but to equip them and activate them. It would be an honor to have you activate us in, a, in the prophetic, in seeing whatever it is that the Holy Spirit has laid on your heart. Okay, so I had a few ideas in mind because I know we're, we're probably going to land this way. But really, let me give you a little instruction about seeing, first of all. A lot of people, you, you know, first of all, you need your ears and your eyes. You need your spiritual ears. You need your spiritual eyes. You have to think about it like naturally. If you can't hear, you know, you're deaf. If you can't see, you're blind. And so you need both, actually, to see what God is saying, to hear what God is saying. And a lot of people, they kind of lean toward one or the other. And naturally, you're, you're going to have a propensity more towards one or the other. And neither is better than the other. I just, I just personally think you need so both. Good. And so the Lord will speak in pictures. Sometimes, you know, you don't understand things unless you see it as a picture. It's like, how do I tell you, Jared, what the color red is? If you can't see it, if you can't see it, I can't, I literally can't explain that color to you until I can visually show you what that color is. So, so this is why we, we need both. Okay. What I've discovered is a lot of people are having visions. They don't know that they're having them because they don't, they don't realize that the Lord, how the Lord will speak in visions. Like there'll be stuff on the outside. There'll be stuff internally. Uh, He'll write things on the imagination of your mind. Your thoughts will go certain places. Um, you'll start seeing little movies in your mind. You won't even know why you're right. seeing it. You know, and if you learn to pay attention, you'll realize that the Lord is speaking, you know, like in a whisper, but in a visual whisper, you know, you know, so you'll meet somebody for the first time and all of a sudden a very quick movie will, will flash in your mind and you, you'll just completely dismiss it because it makes absolutely no sense. I want you to 
capture that movie because God, God just showed you something. You may not get it until like next week, but you know, God did show you something. Um, something happened to you the minute you shook hands with that person, you know, maybe you're ministering them. You put a hand on their shoulder and all of a sudden something, you know, flashed in in your mind or a memory or, you know, something. Well, there's, there's a word in there or a direction or just a simple private prayer for that person. So a lot of people, you know, they don't realize that they're having these visions. And so I want to fine tune you today. You might be just driving down the street and you see somebody at the corner and it's out of the corner of your eye. And then all of a sudden a, a movie plays in your mind and you're talking to them and you're praying for them. Well, the Lord just instructed you. It makes no sense. You know, or you don't have any emotion attached to it. A lot of times we're waiting for a feeling or emotion and there's none. You just saw it. Okay. Start acting on those little movies and you're going to see the Lord awaken prophetic ministry out of you that you didn't even know that you had. He's been speaking all along in, in visions and dreams. You just thought they'd be big and grandiose. And a lot of times they're not. They're little like visual whispers. With that, you know, I just want to just release that and that knowledge and and fine tune you all to that concept because now pay attention pay attention you're going to start to see things you're going to start to see that you're going to start to see scriptures you know you're going to start uh seeing things now i want you to think of your best friend right now you know and as you're thinking of your best friend what what scripture pops up what little movie pops up in you what little thing pops up in you um you know and and with that okay what does is God want you to do something with that? Does he want you to act on that? Can you text him right now, that scripture? Can you, can you text them? Hey, I just had a really quick, quick image show up in my mind during this exercise. And I saw, I saw uh, the flowers blooming in connection with you. You know, it's your blooming, it's your bloom season. I want you to know that the Lord is comforting you. I just saw the Lord's comfort around you. I just saw the Lord smile over you. I mean, these are very simplistic very easy but but especially in this season the the simple exhortations and edifications are very valuable highly valuable right now so pay attention to those little moves think of your best friend okay so think of your neighbor right now okay just put just fix you know an image of your neighbor especially the one you don't like fix an image of your neighbor you, anybody here have a neighbor you don't like my neighbors are pretty good but uh you know i've had some i had some crazy ones fix that neighbors you know th- your neighbor in your mind. Okay. Now watch what pops up. Okay. Um, remember, remember the, the word of the Lord, we don't cook it up. It just pops up. You know, you're going to have a little movie. You're going to see a scripture. You're going to, you're going to think of a song, uh, something. Okay. That's your clue. All right. So flesh that out with the Lord. And I dare you to take a risk and share it with your neighbor to say, you know, I was doing this like spiritual exercise on this crazy podcast and, and, you know, I think God spoke to me about you and, and, okay, does this song mean anything to you? Does that encourage you? Okay. And what's the worst thing that can happen? They just think you cra- you're crazy and they already thought that anyway. So, you know, you're just, it doesn't matter. And so, so faith is spelled risk, R-I-S-K, risk. Okay. So take a simple step and what you steward grows, what you engage with the Holy Spirit, it will grow. You know, and you can do that all day, literally, because the Holy Spirit, he wants to speak. He always wants to speak. He always wants to talk to people. And so your coworkers, you just ask them, do you have anything to say about this coworker? Do you have anything to say about my boss? Do you have anything? And just see what starts popping up in your, in your mind, in the visual part of your mind, uh, for those of you who are not accustomed to it. And you're going to, you're going to see that you're really, you're like right on. You'll be shocked at how right on you are.
I love that. Thank you so very much, Jennifer, for that activation and encouraging us. Uh, what is the best way for those viewing or listening to get a hold of your ministry and also purchase your new book, Prophetic Secrets? Okay, so you can look at all of social media, um, either at Jennifer Evaz or Praying Prophet. On Facebook, my numbers are pretty high. And the only reason I say that is if there's a small number, like a thousand or less, that's not me. That's a fake, that's a fake impersonator. And I just can't get Facebook to take yeah. those pages off. So I don't want anybody to get duped. Okay. Or, and I, I won't send you a message asking you for money. I'm not going to do that. So anyway, you can go on Facebook, Jennifer Evaz, you can go on Instagram or YouTube or Twitter at Praying Prophet or Jennifer Evaz. It's one of my two my two names, okay? And then JenniferEvaz.com, you can get the books um, or Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You know, they have other options besides just the paper book if, if you prefer that. So that's how to, how to find me. Awesome. Thank you so very much for being on Adventures in the Spirit. You have a podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network as well. Take 10 with Jen. I want to encourage everybody watching or listening, subscribe, rate, and review with, to Take 10 with Jen and also Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, both podcasts available on the Charisma Podcast Network. Jennifer, thank you so much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here today. It was an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and adventures in the spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.